Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Where to hunt Where podcast? To hunt it's, it's, okay. It's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Man, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Howdy and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts Nice and slow, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Today how goes. Today is it's how it goes. It's July sixth. We just came off of the fourth of July holiday. Back in the studio, we took a week off or a day off, but a day the off. week. Put a week off. <laughs> I still got all my fingers and toes. Yeah, that must have been a rough one for any of the people that are in healthcare out there working the ERs and stuff. Yeah. Hopefully then. Yeah. Make sure your mason jar is ready for the fingers you're going to lose, right? <laughs> what do you can at my fingers? Pickled fingers. <laughs> Pick, hey, you, pickled fingers. <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, anyway, uh, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you guys here with us today as we go live. We have no guests today, so we're hoping that y'all will be our guest. And you're going to have to suffer through listening to us too, Jim. It's been a while since we've had just the airwaves to ourselves. So It's okay. It's all right. We can just loosen the belt buckle and get fat and happy in here. Drink beer and scotch and talk about deer. Do what we do. That's right. So we're we got doing the deer dork thing today. The deer dork thing, as our wives call it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Backwoods Grind. Keep me caffeinated throughout the day, and Greg too. Uh, they just launched a podcast, by the way. They did. It's pretty neat. Get to know those guys on the first couple episodes. Who they are, what they're all about, why they're pretty their cool. Stuff is so damn good. And uh, also. You want to save some money on some backwoods grind coffee? You can type in code W2H podcast for ten percent off. Drinking some drop time, drop time spirits over there. Did you say drop time? Yeah, I don't know. Drop time, drop time spirits aren't there. I don't know what's happening. It's just uh, the words it's want to come out faster than I can. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm Forrest Gump, and I like to run. All right, we're coming at you from the OK Center Podcast Studio. If you couldn't tell, we are the OK Centers, and. Uh, we're okay at it. We have we're a good also time. okay at podcasting because we're lacking some energy today. We got to set the bar low, bro. That's right. <laughs> uh, use code W2H podcast for 10% off of their site. And shout out, as always, to Spartan Forge. Use code W2H for 20% off of their annual membership. Uh, more and more features are coming. They have a lot going on. We had Bill Thompson on a couple weeks back. He talked about his. Um, veteran hunt that they're putting on in Pennsylvania come November. So I know he's doing a lot of stuff with that and a lot with coding on the app. So be sure to head over there and check those guys out. If you're not familiar, 
for now, it's an app that helps predict deer movement. So you can see when they're going to be on hoof and how they're going to negotiate certain pieces of property and terrain. More features to come. Yeah, they also have some pretty cool weather features that are in there right now. Like you can look up historical weather data. I know other weather apps offer that, but this is right there. So you can just see it. And then it has like a really... What's the... It's like a really unique way of showing the wind direction too. I don't know what the hell that's called. If you're familiar with Windy, Windy app, it it shows wind direction where it's blowing and how it's swirling and all that cool stuff. Yeah. But there's like a certain technical name for it. If Bill's watching, he'll probably jump in the comments or he'll call me later and tell me I'm I'm a dumbass. Fine. I'm fine. I can take the abuse, Bill. We're okay. Yeah. All right. So that's it. We're just going to get into it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share a link to anyone that's watching live. So if you're going to want to join us, you can do that. Um, Or... As you see on the screen here, if you're watching live, there's a phone number that you can call. So if you want to join us, you can do that. Polar plot. Thank you. See, Bill is watching. I need to comment. It's called a polar plot. There you go. So Google that if you're not sure. Or don't Google it and just go <laughs> using Spartan take- Forge or a Windrose. That's what I thought. That's what I was thinking, actually. Um, honestly enough, that's what I, uh, I could. That's the term I couldn't think of. All right. I'm just posting stuff in the in the chat here real quick. I need that silly music. It's getting weird. Well, now it's just too quiet. Now it's weird. See? That's what we do. We make it weird here. So, uh, Danny Wood, what's up? Bill Thompson, what's up? Who wants to call in? Who wants to hang out with us tonight? We have no guest. Well, I'm going to kick it off with Matt? asking a question. For who? Me or the audience? Well, general. We'll, we'll ask you and the audience oh. can chime in. Well, what, do you, what have you done for preparation for this? I got my bow out. I'm proud of you. Uh, I Knocked hung the dust off, huh? Uh huh. I hung out of a tree in the the new saddle. Okay. How'd that feel? <sighs> Pretty good. I need to get a platform. I was just, you know, using my Crocs and on a, on a one stick. Did you see all the crap I sent you today? Yeah. I like bombed your Instagram account with stuff. I saw. I seen some of those things already before. I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. Better uh, patter. You better get at her. Yeah. There's a lot of companies that i'm looking at i'm trying to find a system for this as much as i can and i'm i you know willing to pay uh some money if you're for gonna, this stuff but if you're gonna do a system stand or sticks platform and sticks that's what i'm looking for a platform and sticks that work you together got custom gear yep xop mm-hmm. trophy line mm-hmm. tethered those are all of the those systems. are like yep. the four systems that are sticks and platform you decide you don't want to mess around with a platform, and I, I omitted out on a limb manufacturing too. They have they my have, dad. My dad mentioned there's a platform that sits atop your like the traditional lone wolf sticks. Yep. So so out on a limb makes one. Mm-hmm. He had it, and that's one link I sent you today. There's another company out of Michigan that was making quite a bit of it, but I haven't seen much posted from him lately. Okay. And the name of that company escapes me, unfortunately, because I think the guy was kind of doing it as a side gig. Okay. A lot of side giggers out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're handy with a welder and a machine, you know, any, any machining tools, yep. you can you can do a lot. Okay. I mean, to be quite honest with you, if I had access or owned a welder, a TIG welder or a wire feed to do aluminum, mm-hmm. a Bridgeport mill, and a lathe, mm-hmm. or and a drill press, maybe even chop saw. You 
wouldn't yeah. <laughs> you keep listing up more. Yeah, uh, yeah. You hey, know, you just need this and this, this and this and this. You don't need all of it. But, but you built your own platform. I, you yeah, know, out of an old hang-on seat. Yep, with a stick. So I had a stick of aluminum, inch and a half by inch and a half aluminum, square tubing, box tubing. I was able to make the post. And after talking to a couple of buddies that have kind of made their own, just kind of took their measurements and made my own measurements mm-hmm. and made it all work. Man, is your audio cutting out? Yeah, it's cutting out. That? Is that by your mouth enough? I had that problem a couple of weeks ago with that. I, that's probably that one. No. And the other one doesn't have a little fuzzy. What's going on with that? It's there. Let's figure that out. Get it in there real close to your mouth. <laughs> the mic. Don't give me that look. <laughs> it's better. Uh, I think so. Say it, with your ch- say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. That's right. Uh, Daniel Wood, what platform are you looking at? I'm looking at everything. Everything. I'm probably going to buy a couple of things over the next couple of years, I'm assuming here, but I'm trying to make the best use of my money out of the gate. But even a set of old Cranford steps, you know, if you're going to go with the ring of steps versus a platform, I, I think incorporating a step with a platform is great because a platform kind of gives you a home base, and then you have sticks or you have steps. On each side of it. Did you shoot from the saddle? Yeah. By the way, we're talking about the, the, the at least Greg and I are talking about the method two from Latitude Outdoors. Um, that's the saddle that we're going to be hunting on. It's a two piece one. Correct. So lots of comfortability and adjustability with the sink. No metal. I think you're going to change something up on yours. I'm, I was told I ought to from Jared uh, Norwood, a buddy of mine, to like a, a one hand kind of thing. Yeah. I like the fact that there's no metal on there, but I could see that you have to have two hands to work with that. Um, uh, so, what's the knot called? Prusik. Yeah, I was going to say Presswick. I was like, that's fucking wrong. The Prusik knot. Uh, I had to YouTube how to tie a Prusik knot because I untied it, and then I had to figure out how to retie it. So, I became pretty familiar with the Prusik knot right out of the gate. I was like, what are you doing on the tree? You went out there for like an hour. I'm like, I'm just watching YouTube videos on how to tie a Prusik knot. That's all. Yeah, it's not hard to do. I mean, I built... Uh, I built a lineman's belt for myself with tying a Prusik and then went away from the Prusik and went to um, a nice piece of hardware that literally is one hand adjust. Okay. What is that called? Uh, that's what I'm trying to look up right now. Man, I should look it up too because yeah. I think... It looked like a couple of rookies here. No, whatever. That's all right. I can find it quick. I know because Jared had texted it to me, and, he's, and then my wife wanted to look at everything you texted me. It's uh, the one he sent me. I think is a Wild Country Ropeman That's one, one Ascender. The Ropeman one. Yeah. So I don't know what the technical term for this thing is. It's an Ascender. Ascender. So it's forty-four bucks on Amazon. I think most people that listen here know what an Ascender is. They they've seen them out there. They, there's plenty of videos on it. You can go to DIY Sportsman. He's yeah. He's He's got, to, he's got to figure it out. Yep. So is that hard to, like, integrate into that system? You have to Real undo simple. the Prusik knot, or no, what are you doing you just, with that? So you untie the knot, one of the knots that's tying. To or, either side of your. Holding one of your, uh, your, your your D-rings on, and you pull it off and slide it on. All right. You make it sound easy, but I guarantee I'd stare at a fucking wall for an hour actually you'd be able to unwind that prusik pretty easily without untying any knots okay 
But that is loop replacing that's the around. Prusik knot. So I'm like, yeah. dude, I get, I make things really difficult. It's my nature. I'm everything that should be easy is not when you're dealing with me. I know. <laughs> so, and then also, I, I so I've been reading every forum. I'm on all of the Facebook groups, just going ham on everything, trying to like approach all of this. And I've been seeing and hearing and learning about people that are um, repelling down from trees rather than climbing down. And I've done rappelling before. It's you gotta not that hard. F- you got to get up there first. Yep. But so like uh, someone posted like two sticks with aiders, but the aiders were like three steps within itself. It mm-hmm. wasn't like just one cable aider. It was like, you know, like a rope ladder aider or something. And so everyone's like, yeah, looks awesome. Good to go. Mm, pretty sketchy on the climb down, especially if it's dark out. Don't like it. Won't do it. Not not safe. Yeah. And then so then everyone else started commenting. Oh well, if you rappel down, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh, hmm. And they're like, once you rappel, you never go back. And I'm like, what's this? This is like I'm just learning something brand new in reading this. <laughs> I I know about rappelling. I just never considered it for like getting out of a tree. Mountain climber. So you a mountain climber? I've done some stuff. You uh, you ever work with a tree trimmer before? I've done that too. Yeah. They know how to repel. Yeah. It's not, it's pretty, it's pretty easy, dude. I, I repel like running down a wall face first. I've repelled going just straight down, uh, you know, a hole. Um, it's not, it feels scary, but once you're in it, you, you trust how you're doing things and it works great. Trust the hard work. You got to have your brake on and, and, but it was all just knots and ropes. And when I did it, it wasn't anything fancy. Hmm. That was also a really long time ago. Um, why do we go to Seattle hunting? So I'll post up on the, and Levi's in here with us. What's up, Levi? Well, yes. If you got your elk points. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Daniel um, asked if, uh, he said, why do we go to Seattle? Well, we're not, I'm not hundred percent convinced that Seattle's going to be the way to go all the time. So you're going to see me saddle and tree stand depending on the situation. I'm not, I'm not totally committed to one or the other. I'm going to give saddle game a try. If I don't like it, well, then I don't like it. Yeah, that's I'll be, honest. I'll be back onto, onto the stand, the old tried and true. All right. Yeah, for me, I just, I don't know. I've said a lot of times people that listen have heard me say I don't want to feel like a turtle. The number of times I, like, duck under a branch and I get a freaking tree stand caught on something. You look like a turtle. Yeah. I know. But I don't want to feel like one, too. It's like injury Without insult. the stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to try it. I'm, I, I like the no metal. I like the lightweight. I like the fact that you wear it in. You don't have something on your back other than your backpack. So then if I already have, because I already have a backpack. So I was putting that on the stand, and I'm like, holy shit, man. It was a lot of weight to be carrying out there, which, fine. But I like the idea of being a ninja. That's what one of the things I love about bow hunting, that I, I love the camaraderie for gun hunting, the fact that you have a boomstick. But, you know, I'm bundled up like a kid from a Christmas story, you know, in blaze orange, a big blob. So I like bow hunting because you don't have all these layers. You don't have all this excess stuff. Who did I just see? Was it working class bow hunter that just posted some moccasins today? Did you see that? No. For spot and stock? I was like, whoa, that's some real ninja shit right there. Moccasins? Well, I posted that on your question of the week last week. Did you? I don't remember. Moccasins? Yeah, moccasins. So whatever. I just like the idea of being light and nimble and flexible and... You know, it still feels a lot like hang and bang, but 
it is, in my sense, or at least what I know about it, potentially a little bit safer also because you're never really detached from the tree at any point. So with kids and going up and down trees, it's that's the most injuries occur from getting in and out of a tree stand. So if I can have another point of failure reduced, then that's great. Oh, also so climbing on a on a circle of steps or a ring of steps or even a platform if you don't have that thing set right or you got a crappy strap. There's still there's still chances, but if it's like a little less or whatever, you know. But Daniel, uh, I like it. I like the engagement we're getting here. Same did the saddle thing last year. Couldn't stay still while shooting, so I went back to the stand. Got an XOP bandage for this year. So he went. He went. Tried it. Gave it the old college try and went back. Sure. Yeah, I can imagine it. It poses some different challenges. Yeah. It certainly does. I mean, you want to. Brush up on it. Go check out John Eberhardt's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gone through just about every type of situation that you can and what you should do and shouldn't do, you know, all relative to his opinion. But mm-hmm. he's he's been doing it a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so. he has. And he's pretty comfortable doing it. And some, I know a bunch of guys that are, so they, they swear by it. I'm not – I'm new to it, so I'll – right. Same as you, I'm going to give it a try. But I also don't have a good stand either, so I'm, like, hoping that I love this. Well, if you don't, then you're going <laughs> to spend money. spending money on a, yeah. a good stand. Which is all right. That's all right. Uh, you know, folks that are jumping in the comments, if you want to pop in via video, I did post a link out to our Facebook live stream, so you can pop in there if you'd like. And then the number on the screen, I'll go ahead and reshare that. So if you want to pop in and, and give us a jingle, you can do that too. If you want to join us, ask questions, share stories, your experiences. Right now we're talking a little bit about saddle hunting just because that's topical for us because we're trying it out. So there's probably going to be a lot more of that this season from us. Um, on top of, uh, you know, lots of drinking per usual on Tuesday nights. Yeah, lots of scotch for you. Yeah, it's relative though. I, I didn't. We didn't drink last Tuesday because you weren't here. The freeway was shut down because there was a bank robbery in our town. Of all things, you know, last year the shooting and the crazy chase, and then mm-hmm. holding up on the bridge over ninety four <laughs> to a bank robbery and a dude running out of his Crocs. Off yep. of ninety four. I thought that was pretty great. The whole Croc thing was uh, pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to go live on Instagram. It just doesn't work. I don't know. It's hit or miss. I'm not sure what the dealio is. I can try that one more Let's time. Give it here. a try. I don't know. I don't know why it does that. What else we got popping out with us here? Anyone else hanging out? Bill, Spartan Forge beta app will be available to select folks for testing in 10 days or less. Booyah. Beta app. All right. So own two pair of moccasins. Long story. Are you hunting in them, though? That's the question. Chris Winkleman says, yes. how are them food plots looking this season with the lack of rain? Well... Well, I don't have a food plot, but I can tell you the farm fields that are outside of the land that I hunt looking fantastic. Yeah, there's. It's I know been, Chris has been planting food plots. Do you know Chris? I know Chris quite well. Okay. Well, Chris, how are those food plots looking? Share with us. Yeah, you want to call in? You want to join via video? He might be at his kid's wrestling practice or something. All I don't right, know. Right. And he's just tuning in. Sack. I know it is demanding to be asking for this stuff. Gotta fix all our destinations here. The only thing we're lying to is freaking Facebook, so we gotta fix that. Uh, sounds like Michigan issues <laughs> with the bank robbery. <laughs> yeah, what the hell's going on, man? It's crazy. And Bill said, "I do hunt in them, 
uh, when planning to ground and pound. Yeah, I, you know, I've done some spot stock hunting. My buddy Joel is a real, really uh, successful uh, still hunter or spot and stock, whatever the hell you call it. I think it's both terms are correct, but he's killed a lot of deer with that method. And he does not have moccasins, but I think it would be really fun to go super ninja and put some moccasins on your feet and really feel that earth. But moccasins are worthless if you're in nothing but water. Well, that's true. Are you in nothing but water where you're going? Is that what you're trying to tell us here? Most of the time, yeah. I know you and I are supposed to jump in a canoe here pretty soon and start floating around a couple different places and see what we can get ourselves into, use water to separate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And how many many, uh, trail cams have you hung so far? Six? Four. Uh, took and moved. Chris just messaged me. He's waiting on a client to pick up a dog, otherwise he'd be uh, all for it. So all four is it? Yep. It's all right. So four cams hung. Four cams hung, and uh, getting some action on them. We'll yeah, you just posted goes. one. Was that today or is that yesterday? I, you shared with me, and I know uh, the posted version looks a little different than the shared version. Well, yeah. For obvious reasons that I'm aware of, but mm-hmm. you got to keep some things to yourself. Yep, have to. But even what you shared is still looking pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, nice bachelor group. Yeah, it's good to see them around. Uh, it means that certain key players have made it through the season uh-huh. and so far dodged every car that they may have run in front of. And did you set up a mock scrape, or what did you do to get that going? So the one I set up two seasons ago now, and all I got to do is go in there and make sure the dirt is uh, loose under the licking branch and the deer do the rest. And the other one under the cedar just so happened to have a grapevine with green leaves growing off of it. Okay. That the deer... Absolutely love eating. You've seen that footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just pulled it off and let it drape down to about two feet off the ground, and they they went to town on it. They did their own thing. So I just scuffed, scuffed up the dirt with my, my hiking boots and uh, dropped a little Buckman juice in there and let let the deer do the rest. All right. That's good. It works. It does. It seems like it works. I've been doing well. it for eight years. I yeah. Mean, well, now it's part of their seemingly like their routine and stuff. You know, they, yeah, they know where to hit. Mm-hmm. The bucks that have been in that area for long enough, they've passed that down to the younger generation, and it just keeps kind of rolling. Right. It's a great uh, way what to other, take inventory. Yeah. And what other spots have you set up on? Like, is it all scrapes that you're putting up on, or you have some I other have another, areas? Are just trying to get eyes on the area to see where? Yeah. I'm another one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set up in a travel corridor to see if. Know who was passing through there? Mm-hmm. He's not. I'll know probably within a week or so. But I'm trying to figure out how I want to do that without totally invading and, and leaving a ton of scent in that area. Yeah. So it's tricky. Your mic is bothering me. I don't know what the deal is. I don't. I don't think it's you. I think it's the mic. Might be. See, like that's not you. No, I didn't do anything. Right. Yeah, I was doing it to me. We had the Exodus guys here. It was. I think that must have been the one that I had. Levi said, I heard of guys actually making a scrape with their own urine. Mm-hmm. Is that BS or legit? No, it's no, totally it's legit. totally legit, dude. I've been doing and it you for can like do eight it years. And any time of the season, it just works. go piss on a freaking scrape. Well, you can make your own. Right. Just put it in a highly traveled area, have a 
a licking branch in there for here for our area. If you got a cedar, you got a maple. You can guys do it with rope. I like to use a grapevine just because we have a ton of it and it grows all over the place and deer like they like to rub their face on it, so it works. It's such a weird behavior. They're such interestingly social creatures. My son loves deer, and so does my daughter. Uh, we were driving. We saw a buck in a bean field, you know, full velvet. Um, I shared the video with you, and Logan's like, my daughter, she's like, I said, what is that deer doing? And I was, try- I thought she was going to say it's eating because that's what it was doing. When she says, pooping. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it? She goes, well, actually, it's tooting, Dad. I'm like, oh, okay, because she saw its tail flickering. So she's like, it must be pooping. It was like 200 yards away or something like that. I thought that was pretty funny. She's getting pretty pissed because she couldn't figure out how to use the binoculars. She's getting really frustrated about that. Like, chill. It's all right. It's all right. It was fun to watch. We pulled over to the side of the road and watched this buck for a little while. It's pretty cool. It's good to see him. It's good to get eyes on him. This is not one that I'll be hunting at all. He's in no huntable area whatsoever. (laughs) You know, good old city buck. Have you uh, taken a, a wander to? a huntable area you would like to hunt? Not recently. Nope. I was in there in spring doing a bunch of scouting. I think I called you a couple of times. I was trying to figure out where I should be looking. Based on what I was seeing, I ran into another guy back there, oddly enough. Didn't really expect that at all. Sure. Also looked for my arrow from where I shot my buck. Couldn't find it. I'm like completely mind blown that I can't find the damn thing. I know exactly where it should be and it's not there never it's probably buried under so much grass or into the muck that you'll never find it. Yeah, I don't think so. I really I wanted to in, out in another swamp that I took a doe with and I've looked three years in a row and still can't find it. So mm-hmm. it's long gone. I was just I really wanted it so I could put it in the antlers, you know. Right. So I'll probably I don't know. I might look for it one more time or something just in so case. So I got Instagram live up. Oh okay. Kyle Mendiola says, Hey. Hey Kyle. Brian Hart says his buddy has a theory on that. The younger are the more testosterone, the better the scrape activity. So you take nutrigenics, of course. Well, you bring like you know some young teenager along with you. I don't know. You got you got like a niece or nephew that's sixteen or something. Apparently, I have enough testosterone to make all the bucks in the area come check it Get out. Yeah, yeah. That brings me to another question though. Like, what about? I know you're not a big. Um, there's synthetic sense, but there's also real sense. You know, Cook's Fatal Attraction, he's got his own deer farm, and he gets piss from mature bucks. Sure. The dominant buck on his property, he'll get that piss or that urine. And then he, I remember when I had him on the show a couple years back, he said he would take that urine throughout the year and actively get that urine of that buck participating in the scrape activity. So then when hunting season came around, he would, like, increase his efforts there and these bucks, they never got to see this one, but it was a dominant a dominant buck. So the other bucks can sense this or pick that up, I don't know, based on however good their sense of smell is and could tell that that was a mature, dominant animal. So when he would put that out, he was, like, using it as a psychological method of, like, getting inside of other bucks' heads, like, hey, I'm the big boy in town, I'm here now. Right. I thought that was fascinating because a lot of guys, they'll use it, you know, we, we, we have heated hunts that I've used plenty of times. You put that out there, and it's supposed to be because it's hot, it's fresh, the scent carries further, it's not going to freeze if it's cold out, et cetera. So that has some extra component. You can put anything in there. But, hot and um, fresh like a Domino's pizza, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll never forget my dad telling me that he, 
I don't know if he did this or if he just saw it in magazines back in the day, but people would put like a kettle in the ground and a fire under it to heat up piss to get the same effect. I know my dad and uncle did that with. Uh, it's a, it's pretty effective for a lot more, of people. More food related stuff for bear. So honey and mm. berries and things like that. Yep. Reduce the that. viscosity of honey and it probably does get that aroma going more. I mean, you bake something in your house and you smell it, right? Right. So there's definitely some science behind that, but. You're not doing anything like that. You're not using any artificial or real sense for that matter. No. Mm. No. Not a, it's just not how I like to roll. It's more effort than, it's more effort than what you get as a yield out of, you know. It, Do you ever just, spray piss on your boots or anything when you're walking in? No. Clean boots. Try to be clean boots. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a big Advocate of using sense. It's just not my thing. Okay. Uh, Levi hung up dough in heat scent before, and all the deer left any clue why. Wait, what? Levi, what are you talking about? Am I reading that wrong? I've hung up dough in heat scent before, and all the deer left. Got it. Any clue why? Well, it could have been time of year. Time of year. Yeah. I mean, if you're ready for that activity, and they're if like, it's not, if it's not during the rut, I mean, for us, it's obviously November. Mm-hmm. It's really you're going to spook them. They're like, no, spook them. or it's just it might have been old scent. It's just something that they're. That's what I was saying before with really... with Richard with uh, Cooksfield Traction. Like he was laying scent down for well ahead of time, so it wasn't like some foreign thing. Like, whoa, where'd this new deer come from today that I've never smelled before? So. There's probably a lot to it. Yeah, but there's guys like Troy Pottinger that have used a, a synthetic scent. Uh, I might be wrong on that. I mean, Troy might know. Well, Troy would know what it is exactly because he's been working with that company for years, but he's using a scent that he, I think it comes off of you know, the facial glands of the deer, sprays it on, on his uh branch mm-hmm. he'll spray some stuff on the ground and it works i mean he's got video proof of it yeah you, you see a lot of the activity. different yeah that's true um bill said in his opinion based on science it's just weird smells they like <laughs> and it starts to scrape the urine enzymes break down pretty quick and having yeah, been it to these deer like, farms yeah what the urine smells like nothing like it does when it's fresh so i think it works is cut off tarsal gland um, shouldn't say that works, but that smell remains the same. I think, yeah, so my buddy Joel, when I was just talking about that does the still hunting, he, I, I think it's a tarsal gland, like he helps someone else drag a deer out of buck. And this is like, you know, gun hunting November, so second rut, late rut, rut, whatever. And that buck freaking reeked, dude. So he, it did, he intentionally cut the gland, rubbed it on himself, and then another buck like charged him. <laughs> He got so close, and this buck was coming at him. And so he got a real nice buck because it came out of its, perceivably its bedding area, uh, at least what we thought was its bedding area, and made a run at him. And so he, he blasted that thing pretty close uh, with his rifle. And it, it was pretty obvious he came into that scent. And so it's like anytime someone gets a buck or something like that during the time, he's like, can I come cut that gland off? Can I use that? Uh, so that seems to, to Bill's point to be a pretty effective approach in terms of scent. Now, I'm only speaking from that one experience, so I just happen to be there. It's pretty wild. 
And you know that smell. You know, it, like a running buck, it smells like a rut. They buck. reek. It, they reek. So if another buck gets I mean, a wind, even gets when a they pass that, by you, know? you and you, you catch a thermal off of them as they're walking past, they reek. it's a very musty smell. Yeah, there's a bit of a must to it. Yep, and elk have it too, right? Yes, pretty bad from what I've heard. Yeah, so folks, we're just rambling. We're just we're just shooting the breeze here. Uh, be happy to take a caller or someone that wants to pop in on video chat. You can use your smartphone. You can call us. You can jump in. Whatever. You have a. I don't know if he's still there. Alan Roth on Instagram requested to join us via video. I don't know if he's still there. Well, if you go to the Facebook page, there's a link that you can click on. We're doing double duty here, guys. Tonight, yeah, so I, I can't. Uh, I could maybe get you the link. I'm running. Uh, yeah, I'm running on my phone here. Are you on the Red Hunt Instagram? Yeah, I am. Well, I can maybe find that message and shoot that person a uh, a link. Do they message? Or do they comment? They just uh, requested. Oh, to go live via that. Yep. Yeah, that's not going to work. Crap. Nope, we're not that fancy. It's just not going to work. But we would be happy to have you if you're able to get over to Facebook and grab the link in the comments. That would be great. Well, he's still on here, so I can try. Because his audio is not going to come through anything that we can use. Oh, you're right. It's not going to come through. Although, you know what? I think, yeah, we can make that work. Hold on. I think I can Bluetooth my phone in. So let me see if I can jump on the Insta stuff potentially. I can take over. You can hold the phone. Yep, I'm holding it right now. And you, I'm going to give you mine. Wags. Okay. So let's try this. Oop, wrong one. Hang in there with us, folks. We're doing some stuff. Live. Live. All right, now I'm going live, so you can cut yours, unless it lets us All both right. be live. I'm not sure. Nope, pause due to interruption. Okay, so Hold I on. think because I'm connected to Bluetooth, it should work. It should. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I've never done it like this before. This is getting pretty high tech. Let's see how it goes. So um, I had a camera stand somewhere, but I don't know where it is right now. I'm not going to get up to go find it because we're recording. So, you know, back to deer hunting stuff. Levi said that works, Eric. That's how we do it. Oh yeah. Oh, you're telling me that's how it works with the tech stuff. Well, uh, Levi, we happy to have you be a guinea pig, or anybody else. Vinny the butcher, welcome to Instagram. We're we're live here, fully live. So if you want, oh look, I can point the camera at you for a while. That's awkward. You don't need to see my ugly ass on. You shaved there. your beard, man. You got I real. I needed to. It was freaking hot. <laughs> it's pretty hot. Your beard gets longer though. I don't. I don't let mine go as long as as yours does. So I think if someone wants to join us here on Instagram, I can maybe make that work. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't done it before. I'm sure I'll break something. <laughs> you see how it goes. I try something new and everything breaks. But hey, you gotta be you gotta be getting out of your comfort zone, right? You're not growing. Right. Um, I don't know. So saddle hunting. I've dusted my bow off. Been shooting some arrows, flinging some arrows. Um. Not much. I got to deal with my camo at some point too. I really I enjoyed the flannels last year. Honestly, I think it's a non-issue. I mean, everybody likes their their type of camo and the brand that they you know they like to wrap. I like my first light stuff, but I like the merino wool aspect of it. I don't like you know it doesn't leave a whole lot of smell, mm-hmm. little to nothing. Um, it's comfortable. It fits good. I can move in it. It's, I don't feel like the, the state puff marshmallow man in it. Um, <laughs> 
I like the stuff, but there's other other good companies out there making things too. I mean, I know plenty of guys that are rocking three or four different brands of, of camo, not necessarily for the pattern, but just because of how it fits mm-hmm. and what it does for them. You know, I'm not too picky, but I did try. I did purchase some Reno wool last year. It was it was not cheap. No, and I got the midweight stuff too, because you know I'm really using it for bow hunting by and large. So, right. So I've got um, I've got lightweight and I've got some midweight, mm-hmm. and I think I have one piece of you know, 400 grain stuff. It's heavy. Okay. But I'll use that as an outer jacket, even though there's no wind cutting capability in it. Yeah. So. Still giving me a hard time over there with that mic. Oh, mine's well, down. I mean, this time of year is a good time to start looking at getting stuff. I mean, like we were just talking about getting a saddle platform and and sticks and all that. Every one of those companies that I mentioned, everybody is kind of out of stock and things. Yeah. uh, I've noticed that too with the sticks and the platforms. And it's like out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. So the stuff you're going to be purchasing. XOP is supposed to be launching some things or they should be here probably by August. Um, Custom gear. Else, I mean, Novix has got stuff. So does when people get it, it, it goes quick too. So like right. you can you can get it, but you got to be on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Vector Custom Shop too. Like they get stuff and it's out. It's like yeah, that's just how people are doing stuff right now. I ordered a set from them a couple weeks ago. We'll see if see when I see them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's challenging. And I know they've made strides to improve their yeah. He's the way he's that trying they're to hire people there. For the, for the aero side of things. And I know, like, Sirius, because Ranch Ferry is really pushing the heck out of Sirius, I'm sure they're struggling to keep up. I know Ethics, who makes all the parts for both brands, mm-hmm. they're struggling to keep up. So, it, lots of demand. There's a lot of demand. Everybody's, you know, bow hunting's cool again. Mm-hmm. So, and so is public land. And I'm glad hunting's cool, you know. Still doesn't seem too like cool enough. for school. Apparently. Yeah, I don't know. Did you see the new? Did you see that video from the hunting public with um, the rancher where they're like throwing arrows through that uh, radar speed nope. thing, velocity, whatever? Nope. I did not called. watch that one. I started to, and then you know the kids. So then I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to see the good stuff. But they're talking about like you can shoot an arrow at ten yards all day long, and it's going to be quick. But let's see what happens when it gets out to sixty yards. What's it doing? And so right. I was like, man, I want to. I actually want to watch it. Damn it! Well, yeah, it, so. it's nice to know what those heavy. You know, if you're shooting a super heavy arrow, which you are not, and I'm, <clears throat> I scaled mine down to a five sixty. Mm-hmm. I got it to bear shaft tune pretty nicely. I mean, it's not perfect, perfect, but it's the fletchings are going to do what they need to do to correct it to make it perfect. Yep. The idea is though, for some of you that are extremely into your arrow build to get that perfect bullet hole bear shaft. Now there are things you can do to your bow to try and tune that out, you know, to get rid of a left tear or right tear Mm -hmm. via adjusting your rest or putting twists in your cable. Or like we talked to bow hunting dad, he's like adjusting the, on the cams, right? Yeah. Adjusting cam lean. And and that also has to do with, between, depending on the system, but Matthews has the top hat system mm-hmm. that'll change the lean of your cam or putting twists in your cable, which will also change cam lean, but it also preloads one. If you got a split limb bow, yep. it's going to preload that limb. Then it's out of square. Yeah. 
So then you're you're shooting a bow that's out of you know practical purposes. It's out of square. That that limb is not both limbs are not so parallel I together. Feel like that could be like a car alignment type thing or something. Exactly. I mean, there's there's always ways to tweak and adjust things and throw one side off and adjust the other side to make it work. But now you're getting into some real wizard stuff. I trying do to uh, fix your my audio. Yeah, I think. There's something, someone said there's like a compressor thing on here. I don't know. I don't see that happening, but try saying some stuff. The power phantom. Say power phantom again. Your mother. I think, I don't know. We'll see if that does the trick. It just keeps cutting it out. I don't like that at all. Oh, well. Maybe that stopped. Maybe it did. Oh, well, that would be a freaking blessing. Anyway. Thanks, Daniel. How are we doing over here? Anyone's to, anyone joining us What here? other rabbit holes can we jump down? Well, um, Art and Archers, who we know who that is. So Nate, so we have oh, a lot of buddies in here. Oh, we know who that is. What's up, Jared? What's up, Kyle? Eric and Greg, going back to the Marina Wool. Uh, you want a good deal? Check out, if you want a good deal, check out Camel, Camel Fire. Fire app. You bet. All right. And Black Ovis Merino goes on sale often. Great product. Yeah, so Camel Fire and I think Black Ovis kind of work hand in hand. They might even be the same company, but want a good deal on certain things like trail cameras, any kind of outdoor gear, that's kind of a well-known place to go. Did I break it all together now? There it is. Oh, Jesus. I don't and know. we're back. Uh, yeah, what I, I think I got something called 60 Below. I got it from, so there's like, a, yeah, 60 Below Zero. Um, can't, or, is that what it's called? I've heard good things about the Black Ovis stuff, though. Yeah. Well, the stuff I got, I got, it was from, it's like some mountain climbing shit. So right. it, had, it was like completely outside of the deer hunting industry. It all crosses over though. I mean, we're yeah. all trying to do the same thing. We're trying to stay warm without sweating a ton. And But I guess you'd have to sweat. define what a good deal is when you're considering the stuff. Because right. the stuff I got, it was a hundred for the bottoms and a hundred for the top. Yeah, I didn't pay that for the first light <laughs> stuff I bought. <laughs> like, wow. I think I've had that stuff for five or six years now. It's yeah. been good stuff. It's not falling apart. Oh, uh, yeah, Levi, I can't, I can't mail the drop time. Sorry. You got to come to Wisconsin. Or we go visit him and bring a bottle. Either way. Someone's got to see someone. We got a couple bottles on the shelf. Could have your name on it. I don't know. Um, oh, we do have a caller. Look at this. Well, look at that. Look at that. How do I get to the freaking caller? There they are. Who do we got? We got uh, Ralph, I believe. Let's see here. Hey, you're live on the show. Can you hear us? Yeah, it's Ralph here. <laughs> is it Ralph? Did no, I get it right? This is Ralph. No, it's Roth. It's like Ross with a lisp. Oh, God. Roth gun. <laughs> well, what do you got for us here? <laughs> oh, nothing. I was just calling in to talk about deer hunting. That's what we wanted. Let's talk about it. What do you do in this uh, summer to prep for the upcoming season, or what do you got going on? Uh, so, I mean, probably about like everybody else, just got a few, uh, private land pieces. I snuck in and put some food plots on and just, I'm pretty, pretty cheap in that regard. So about the end of May, I went in and just spray killed some stuff and threw a bunch of soybeans on the on the ground in the timber where I kind of cleared some stuff out and stuck a camera on it last weekend. 
And of course, my little brother who wanted to hunt it with me, who hunts it with me, is like, hey, well, I want to go hang some more trail cameras. So went in, I was kind of excited, had quite a few bucks over some mineral and uh, starting to see quite a few velvet bucks just cruising around on bean fields and stuff down here in Missouri. You're in Missouri? Yep. North, North Central. Cool. So. And are you hunting, you're hunting private or? Yeah. Uh, I, so the private is actually, I'm kind of just building it up for my kids at this point. Um, I was fortunate enough to live in Iowa for about five years and then I moved back and just having a hard time finding anything on some small private pieces down here that I really want to shoot. So I just joined the rest of the crowd and then I can shoot whatever I want. Right. Right. Be the okay stunner. That's right. That's right. You know how it goes around here. Then. That's yeah. Great. I, I can see that being kind of a dilemma. You go from, if you had good pieces to hunt in Iowa and, and really nice deer to chase there, and then going for, to a new environment where every once in a while you might find one to Iowa caliber, it could be kind of tough. Oh, oh, exactly. I mean, that's the the biggest challenge for me is like, you know, I got, when I moved back down here, I knew it was going to be tough. And I mean, I lived in Missouri my basically my whole life and I've been hunting since I was like 11. And then of course my job and my wife took me to Iowa for five years and you're like in the Mecca. I mean, then you move back down here and you're like, now what I do, my wife's got the biggest buck and i gotta try and find one bigger than hers in missouri <laughs> <laughs> that's great well you might be traveling challenge accepted no, huh? not great at all <laughs> oh, yeah that's <laughs> a little bit there but you're gonna be traveling looking for a new piece and and trying to find that buck well and that's that's what i've been that's why i like the public land is just because you in missouri they don't allow you to run trail cameras like it's on any conservation area down here. So okay. like you could literally walk into a, a giant and nobody else knows he's there or shouldn't know he's there, I guess, unless he's traveling on to private. Sure. Well, and that's just going to tell you that you got to use your woodsman skills or you're going to have to really brush up on your woodsman skills to learn to read sign and tracks and, and everything a lot better than what you do okay. currently. Oh, and that's, uh, that, that's exactly what I started doing. Like when I moved back down here, I got deep into the hunting beast and the hunting public and just back to, back to just grassroots. And that's why I like the public too, is cause you know, like I share a lot of the private pieces with my dad and my brother and, you know, now my wife and soon to be my kids, hopefully. So it's one of those deals. It's not like I can just go do whatever i want and screw everything up for everybody else you know try and be respectful and just try not to mess it up but public you know it's kind of take the gloves off and let's go absolutely <laughs> and what well, type and of what type of uh arrows are you shooting we were just talking about arrows i think right when you called so are you shooting oh. heavy arrows or what do you got going on for your setup <laughs> Uh, yeah, I joined a little ahead of that, but, um, to be right honest, I, uh, I, I 
I'm that guy. Like I go out, I've, I've shot my bow since I was like five years old. I started with a recurve. Like I can take my wife's bow with the four inch draw less than mine and be grouping at three inches at 20 yards. And so I, I think I've got like hundred, four hundreds. Sure. Um, I tell you what, I tell you what I, I did in the last three years. Um, I haven't lost a buck to the mechanicals, and I don't know if you even want to get in that buckle. Like, maybe we shouldn't even go there. Nah, but, it, it, uh, it's fine. Everybody has something they're like, they like, they've been successful with it, and they're they're happy with it. So we're not here to bust your, well, bust your chops about that by any means. My thing is, is, so I had shoulder injuries from, like, previous sporting when I played college. Um sports sure and so when i was target shooting my bow i found it a lot easier to just drop the poundage down to like 63 65 well i'm you know i feel fairly i'm very confident in my arrow placement out to 30 yards i mean i can be baseball to pie plate groups at 40 um and it's one of those deals that I shot three bucks in three years with, you know, large expandables on that 400, you know, the, the hunter 400 with a hundred grains up front, Greg, you're, you're going to have to help me on the, mm-hmm. you know, basically grains per inch. I think they're cut down to 29 inches or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it but, all depends on, on, manufacturer of arrow but it, it might be eight grains per squ- per inch or whatever but yeah i mean 400 400 spines are are not usually very heavy unless you go and buy something like a sirius or or what we're shooting with with the vectors yeah, but, i think this was just like a carbon express sure, or something like that sure so they're they're not super but heavy what i was getting at is i shot three deer in three years um, one of them was like my biggest buck and, you know, just a okayest moment. I jumped in at like October 6th, my grandpa died. I needed to get out and I had this like really nice deer. I mean, four year, four or five year old at 15 yards quartering away and I tucked it in perfect and I hit this deer and I didn't get a pass through. And I watched the deer run 300 yards and found him three days later, 20 yards under my tree. And I had a blood trail on the one side that you could follow with a bucket. But where that arrow didn't exit, I just didn't have, he didn't bleed out to where I could find him. Sure. And then the next year was the same thing. I waited six hours. I mean, I found the deer 200 yards away. And the, the next year is finally when I hit one. You know, I shot him at 35 yards, and that, that I think the broadhead just hit some ribs wrong and didn't go through, and I was just really disappointed. And from then, I switched. I've been shooting, um, like, the the G5 Montex. Those are good heads. And I, I, I really enjoyed that head. The other one, so I shoot traditional as well. 
So I was just playing around with uh, like some Magnus Wikis. Cool. And I threw that thing on, and I mean, I was throwing bullets at 20 yards, not having to tune anything. And I was like, well, it's kind of stupid not to shoot this. And last year's buck, um, actually, I squared up, like uh, went parallel right through a rib bone on the entry hole had a complete pass through i was just i was blown away it was and i've never the blood trail was just insane like i've i this deer was jumping leaping through standing corn and you could follow the blood up and over the corn and that's something he leaped. that's awesome oh, that, <laughs> you found that one i mean yeah uh-huh you found that one yeah <laughs> oh yeah well, and I kept saying, I was like, man, if that deer would just stop, I think he'd die. If he'd just stop, I think he'd die, you know, and he right. never would. Of course, I mean, I'm sure if you and I got, you know, squared up on a rib bone just on a just off wind where he's probably just about to smell me, I mean, uh, there was a lot of things working against me. I probably wouldn't have stopped either, but. <laughs> That's a good point. But I've heard, we've heard that from other people shooting heavy arrows that these deer don't act hit. Well, even, even if it's not a heavy arrow, if it's a cut on contact head that doesn't leave as big of a hole, mm-hmm. but it, it's razor sharp, like you, you got a Magnus or a G5 Montec and you get, you get them sharp. They, they do pretty good damage. I mean, they, they cut right through everything. They'll split a rib bone. Even like when I was shooting a 480 grain arrow, Shooting an iron will, which is a cut on contact head, super sharp. Mm-hmm. You can you can cut right through a rib bone and and keep on plowing through right through the shoulder. If it's a narrow head with not oh, a lot yeah. of drag on it, like the Magnus head or even the G five, mm-hmm. those heads will go right through. Yeah. They will, as long no, as they're I sharp. Agree. But then the deer just act well, different. Well, that's a, the, the like. year before that with the uh, with the G five Montec. I mean, that was my experience. I literally, I snuck in on a buck in his bed. I didn't even, I, but I had to have been within 50 yards of where this deer was bed. And I backtracked him after the season and that had to be it. And I mean, I got in the tree at four o'clock and at four forty, I just hear this grunt and I look over and I see these antlers coming through the woods and I'm like, Oh my, that looks like a nice deer. And before I know it, I mean, he's at six yards and I mean, I don't advise this for every hunter, but I aim for the exit. There's a lot of, um, you know, some respected hunters in the industry that, you know, tell you to aim for the exit. And I shot this deer right in front of the right front shoulder and it come out behind his last ribs on the opposite side. And I didn't get a complete pass through, but that deer jumped 20, 30 yards and just stopped and was like, what the heck was that? And died right there. So, you know, back to your point, just getting that, you know, they didn't, he didn't even know what hit him. Right. Where if I'd have been shooting a expandable, and that's what, the other thing I've noticed too, is when you hit him with an expandable, like there's a whack. Mm-hmm. You know, it just sounds like you hit them with a baseball bat. And the last two that I've shot with those, those, uh, you know, fixed blades have just been quiet. 
even blowing through ribs. I didn't even know I hit the deer last year. I was like, did I, did I even hit him? Huh. I had to go find the arrow and be like, oh, yeah, he's definitely hit. <laughs> that's great. It's wild. Well, that's cool, but, man. It's good so to hear. So what do you guys got cooking again? I mean, just Eric was out blundering around this weekend or what? Yeah, I mean, I was just driving around my daughter looking looking for dumb stuff. I, we had a little daddy-daughter time, so I took the long way every chance I got and then rolled the windows down and blasted the music. She was loving life, and, of course, we saw some deer, so that was a win for both of us. And Greg's been out hanging trail cams. I've been trying to shoot my bow, and i gotta get a, I got to get a platform. That's the next thing on my list here, so i got to figure that part out pretty quick here. I've been saying so that for a little while, but, to, yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, how uh, how excited are you about getting back in the woods in, like, you know, two months? Well, I mean, I might be doing more sleeping than hunting because child number three is on the way. <laughs> so I'm just like, if I do get on, I might be really tired. We'll see. I'm just being honest. I'm not saying that's what I want to do. That just might be what happens. I gotta... Yeah. When's it due? Uh, he will be here sometime end of August, early September. So I'll, I'll make it under the cut, but I'm gonna have a brand new baby on my hands along with the other two crazies that we got running around. So it's going to be a lot, not to mention we're picking up our new puppy this weekend to just really throw it on. So new, <laughs> we're getting, uh, glutton for punishment. Yeah. And then we're, yeah, we're trying to build a new yeah. studio. So we're trying to get that done. Just went and bought a door from Menards this weekend. So we got to get the door in before we can do the rest of the stuff. So we get the spacing right for that opening, and we got all four walls up now. We just got to get some of the the boxes put in for the electrical, and I got a TV mount stuff we're gonna put in, and a couple fancy outlets for USB chargers and whatnot, and uh, then drywall goes up, and we'll make some progress there. So this studio might be moving before that room is ready because this room that we're Ooh. in needs to be ready for the baby before the podcast studio needs to be ready. Oh. I have to do the podcast. You have to be doing garage. it outside for a while. Yeah, maybe. I thought Greg's about the house. garage. Yeah, or come to my Greg's house. house. I've, I've been looking for space too. I'm actually <laughs> been looking for like retail space that might be affordable, and it's not. Affordable. We had talked about that a while ago when it was somewhat affordable. Now it's, we need more sponsors for that. No kidding. Who else wants to sponsor the show? You better start <laughs> killing deer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh shoot. So yeah. So uh, on the guy. On another note. So last year during COVID, I got my old dog died. So we got a puppy in like, you know, April, May. And then I had my fourth child like right around Christmas time. So at least you're going to like have the baby and you're going to miss like the first month, month and a half till you get them, you know, on the, the full feeding schedule. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you should be able to take advantage of the, the end of the deal where me, I was trying to deal with three kids and a new dog and a pregnant wife going all the way through season. Yeah, our wives are saints. I'll tell you that right now. My wife, I'm very blessed and lucky to have her, but she will remind me. She's already saying like, oh, I can already see the fever kind of setting in and she's like i'm really not looking forward because last year is in full effect so uh this year it's worse already and you know whatever I, i'll i'll go when i can so how and, many and years have you been hunting again like bow hunting uh i think i started bow hunting when i was like 22 or something like that maybe 23 um 35 so i really haven't been bow hunting that long yeah i got my first bow 
doe, first bow deer ever on public the year my daughter was born, so 2017. In fact, right after she was born, I went out and hunted and got a doe, a doe fawn. I didn't realize it was a freaking fawn until I walked up on it. I was on the ground, so I was like, it was uphill for me a little bit. It was just like 15 yards away or less, so she looked bigger than I thought. And I was just so jacked. I was like, I'm finally going to kill a deer with my bow. And I was on the ground, I was on a knee, and I drew back, and boom, perfect hard shot, full pass through, got the arrow, called my dad, who happened to be you know hunting the same property, and I felt like I was 12 years old again. I was like, Dad, I I can't believe I got a doe. You know, I got a deer with my bow. It finally (laughs) happened. So nice thing with the little one, it was really easy to drag out. It's it's no big deal. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, that's. There's a lot of benefit to shooting those little ones. Like, I was fortunate the guy that I hunted on in Iowa actually would get depri- deprivation tags. Hmm. So, like, basically he had the conservation come out and say, okay, you know, you've got enough damage that you get, you know, 10 tags. You And we were allowed to, he had to, we could shoot five from July 1 till, like, September and then we they gave you a tag for every other season and you know you can when you got you know five depredation tags and you know who else is going to go hunt them in the summertime so me and my wife you know gladly took those but when you uh you shoot five tag five deer then and then you still have two buck tags plus any other doe tags you want to get mm-hmm. Um, those little ones are perfect because, you know, a mama doe, she's going to have one to three and, you know, you can get two of those and the mom's going to produce two or three next year. And then she's going to come and heat a little sooner, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. There's, there's always ways of looking at that. (laughs) No, so yeah, not, not long, man. Um, really in the first bow buck this last year, so. Sure. Only two, only yeah. two deer with my bow so public, far. public, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Public's hard, especially where I'm at, you know, where Greg and I are at. It's, there's a lot of pressure here. Um, I got buddies that live not near here, and they're like, dude, I don't know how you guys do it down there. So, same thing with fishing. Well, Try I to go fishing a, down I here. Good it. luck. Ah. Well, it's, I think it's a lot like Missouri, probably. I mean, it seems like everybody and their brother comes down here to, to hunt with a rifle in the rut. And, you know, all right, it, it, I think Wisconsin and Missouri kind of mirror each other in the, the uh, you know, the out-of-state tags are pretty economical. Right. And, like, we, the way ours is set up, you can kill two bucks a year. So, like, I, we get a lot of out-of-state guys that'll come and buy a boat tag and take their two-week vacation from, like, the 7th of November to the 14th. 14th of November or or no the basically two weeks from the 7th and basically they get to hunt a week of archery season and then turn right back around and hunt rifle season they get to square the deal and you know probably about the same amount as it would cost somebody else to go buy one tag in some of these other states yep and so we just get pounded you know like first of November to the 15th of November and then you know kind of similar to you guys roll out that orange army for 10 days or <laughs> yep. whatever. And those deer go to hide. And I mean, I shot my first, I've been, I mean, I, I've been hunting down here since I was 11 years old. 
Um, and then I, I had, I mean, skipped the five years for being in Iowa, but I finally got my first public land deer last year with muzzleloader in December with, <laughs> and it was a doe. So, and she was delicious. <laughs> no shame in that. Hell yeah. I've heard Greg, I don't know if it's, but Greg calls them the freezer queens. Yeah. Call them the eater dough. Eater dough, freezer queen. I don't know what the other names are. Uh, well, and there was another first, cause I think that was the first, or, that was the first deer I'd actually killed in the snow. So I took my middle daughter out with me and like a, a goose sled to go get it. So she got a sleigh ride in, and then she had to walk out because the doe was in there. But it so was kind of fun. So you want to cozy up next to it? Yeah, I wouldn't blame her. <laughs> well, I'm cool. So it sounds like you've listened to the show before. We appreciate you calling in. It's cool. We haven't had a caller on the line in a while. It's pretty much off season, but folks start checking in, and we can hopefully talk to more of our guests. So it's it's always good to hear from the other side. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I appreciate you guys' content, and I uh, just had a chance to jump on tonight so i thought i'd call in and just see what was going on oh yeah absolutely we'll leave a comment on something on social so we can make sure we go follow you back yeah absolutely <laughs> all right talk to you guys later all right see thanks Ross. see ya see ya wow we had a caller and you didn't want to open up the line nah don't open up that line <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Only for fear that we wouldn't get anybody to call at all. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. That, for a while, the line was popping, popping hot. But I added this new little message here, so hopefully that helps a little bit. Sweet. Um, yeah, I think we're done rambling. You know, I've, I've had enough. I had a glass and a half of scotch, so I'm probably good. If I sit here, the longer I sit here, the more I'm going to drink, just because I need to have some activity. That's why I, I, I drink that shit. So, yeah, I think we're going to call it a night, and we appreciate everyone hanging out with us. We'll, we'll have some good stuff coming up here. Um, working on getting some more guests lined up, trying to be smart about how we roll out the topic. So if you guys have anything you want to hear from us, let us know. Otherwise, we're going to do what we do, which is just we're going to keep bringing more content. Um, but yeah. we we had a good circle of influence here, so I think we can get some good guests on, talk about some good stuff. Tactic Talk, I'm going to try to get back up and running uh, for August. So that should be fun. Yeah, if I can figure that out, find time to do more interviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, everyone have a great night. Take care. Drive safe.